Welcome to the Web3 Music Podcast. I'm Jake Abel, and I'm here to explore the different intersections of music, entertainment, crypto, and NFTs. Each episode, I interview an artist, creator, or builder who's pushing the envelope in music NFTs, artist tooling, community building, and more. Before we get into the episode, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Neon Ox, the premier North American ticketing solution for your next live event. Neon Ox is harnessing the power of blockchain and the GET protocol to change the events industry for the better. Using NFTs on the back end and a familiar intuitive checkout funnel on the front end, ticket buyers can purchase 100% fraud-free tickets without any blockchain knowledge or experience. Neonox provides personal account managers for each client, and their platform has an integrated secondary market to eliminate scams. Event organizers can even factor in a royalty to these sales to get a cut of secondary market action. They also have the ability to include a free NFT with each ticket so that interested fans can claim their digital collectible after each event and event organizers can see which attendees are interested in Web3. To learn more about Neonox and how they can help improve your ticketing experience, visit neonox.io and mention this podcast on the contact form on their Start Selling page. You can also reach out to the Web3 Music Podcast on social media and we will help you schedule a demo of the platform. And with that, let's get into today's episode. Today, I'm talking with AJ Washington, the co-founder of FloatDAO. Float is a music curation platform that's pioneering the curate-to-earn model, as well as onboarding independent artists to Web3. We talk about the problems with today's promotional landscape for independent musicians, how their curate-to-earn model works, and how this ties into onboarding artists, how Float thinks about their DAO structure, where this model can go in the future, and more. I hope you learned something new from today's episode. Here is AJ Washington. I think music is is ripe for disruption, uh, along with a lot of other spaces. Uh, and you know, the thing about music that is makes it so attractive as a, as a target is the fact that it's complex, it's opaque, it's confusing, uh, and it's pretty siloed and gatekept, right? So if you think about the benefits of blockchain, I'm not even talking about NFTs, just like blockchain, the technology, you know, the transparency of the ledger and the, the ability to, to build a, uh, you know, a global business through a DAO structure where anyone can participate in, and earn their way in um, is really exciting. And it just cleans up a lot of, you know, legacy issues that come from, you know, the music industry and that the, really the music industry has been built on. So. You know, we think and I think, you know, I firmly believe in in uh, the fact that the music industry could be a thousand times bigger and should be if it didn't have uh, if it didn't if it wasn't in its own way. Right. Um, and uh, and I think that's what you know, that's essentially what we are really excited about trying to pioneer and showcase is the power of using blockchain for for this space as a way to help artists and bring in a whole new realm of participants into the ecosystem that um, haven't been able to participate previously. So, yeah, definitely. I think you touched on, you know, a lot of different things that you sort of hear as the ethos of the music and web three intersection. Right. Um, there's definitely, I mean, it's almost like every aspect of the music industry has complaints about how these legacy systems aren't really serving the artists that are, at the core right. of it, creating all the value. Right. Um, what, what, what's your background in, in music and how did you come to start float? Yeah. So my background is actually in finance. Um, so I was an engineer back in the day and then went to business school at Wharton and then, uh, worked on wall street for about 11 years, uh, capital raising, uh, from, for alternative asset management firms, like hedge funds, private equity, private credit, uh, large fixed income managers, things like that. Um, so did that for about 11 years, got to the point where I wasn't just learning a lot anymore and wanted to you know, take a take a pivot. So my wife and I actually both quit work. She was working here in D.C. for uh, for Marriott at their headquarters um, in a marketing innovation role. So we both left work, traveled for a year. This is 2019. And uh, and during that year, uh, I caught up with a friend of mine from business school who's working in blockchain and he put me on to a whole new, you know, way to look at it. Like I, I was familiar with Bitcoin and Ethereum just from working in finance, but always looked at it as a hedge against the dollar and not much else. Um, and hadn't really looked at underneath the hood at the, at the, you know, at the technology. And, um, and my buddy Rodolfo, yeah, he just gave me a whole new, you know, view of it. Um, 
So rewind back, you know, while I was in DC working for a private equity company, I was also making music um, just as a hobby, but started really going to studios and like meeting a bunch of people and a bunch of artists and um, quickly realized that uh, my value add to them was my business acumen, right? It was something that they sorely needed, they didn't have. And I was meeting a, a lot, especially here in DC, meeting a ton of extremely talented artists who no one know, no one knows about, right? And uh, as a fan, I was trying to help them gain visibility and awareness around their work and make money um, because these artists I thought were supremely talented and are supremely talented, um, but they were working as mechanics for 10 hours a day. They were hitting the studio, you know, once every couple of weeks. And, and my advice to them was, look, like we got to figure out a way for you to do this full time we got to figure out a way for you to be able to make money from selling music, um, giving music away for free and selling t-shirts or merch or something else is not it. Like that's not a business model that's sustainable. So, you know, how can we uh, figure out a way for you to, you know, build your craft to be able to do this full time and, and sell music. Um, and that was the problem that I was trying to help them solve. And so, you know, I did this for a couple of years trying to help them navigate the music industry and buy promotion and you know play those those traditional games and uh and ultimately you know my advice to them was we need to figure out an alternative route um this isn't it uh so that was the issue uh and then when i talked to my buddy uh rodolfo he's he's the one that was like you know he put me on to what blockchain could do he was a early crypto kitties you know collector so he was very familiar with Dapper and, and NFTs, uh, late 2019, early 2020. And I said, oh, this is it. This is the thing. Like, you know, this is the thing that, you know, any artist can take advantage of to, um, to, to earn money from their work. And hopefully, you know, they may not become millionaires, but if we can get them to earning $50,000 a year, then they can get to 100, then they can get to 500, then they can, you know, they can go as far as they, they want. But it's, you know, it's, it's, this is the tool. And that was early 2020. And, and that's what uh, launched the, the idea for Float. Uh, so ever since then, we've been, you know, I've been really cracking on this idea, uh, building a team around it, building some technology, refining the idea, mapping at the landscape across music, uh, educating a bunch of artists and producers and DJs, uh, you know, songwriters, fans of music about, what this opportunity could mean for them. And, you know, the deeper I get into this, um, the the more clearly I see even a bigger opportunity than just serving artists uh, as serving curators. You know, people who are sharing music and love to share music, um, it's a huge opportunity. Not everyone can be an artist, but everyone can curate, uh, including artists. And so we've really been focused for, you know, the past two and a half years on how we bring this opportunity to, to curators as a way to help artists, but really our focus is on helping curators monetize their taste in music. Interesting. Yeah, that's a really that's a really cool approach. So as you were working with these artists to try to, you know, help a mechanic who's making music on the side go full time. Right. Um, what were the issues you saw with like the traditional route of like buying promotion and right. following those, you know, the, what were the problems you saw that you know, now you're trying to yeah. fix it. With yeah, I mean, the, the problem is there's no return on investment, right? Uh, so the, 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 the typical path, or I think the belief system in music, even for independent artists right now is, I just want to get ears on my music. Uh, I want more ears to hear it and that's it. Uh, so how can we do that? And we can pay for playlisting, we can pay for influencers or uh, Instagram, you know, ads to get this music out youtube ads to get this music out but that's just money going out right uh and there's no money coming back in it, there's no equation that creates like this cycle that okay more ears equals more dollars it's almost as if everyone's trying to yell as loud as they can so that a music label hears them and then signs them and then that then the you know the dream is fulfilled right but i think we all know that that's not the case. Uh, a lot of those deals aren't what an artist would 
would ideally like to have uh, and, and exist under. So what ends up happening is you have this whole, you know, gray market of promotion that just sucks money out of the pockets of artists and doesn't guarantee them any return on that money. And so again, like artists are working day job, paying, you know, for studio time every now and then, trying to promote their music like crazy, you know, in this in this traditional way, but there's no return on that money. So it's just money flowing out, no money coming back. And it's not sustainable. So that's that's really the problem is that there's no equation that uh, equates more ears to more dollars for an artist in the traditional music space. Uh, and independent artists are just, they're fighting against 50,000 songs uploaded to Spotify on a daily basis. So in order to promote yourself through that, it's, you know, it's impossible. And even if you can, right, uh, you know, we all know the the numbers that streaming pays, right? You know, you're, if you, if you are able to get a million viewers or million listeners of your song the day you upload it, you're getting, you know, $3,400 nine months later. So I don't know how that's, how that's even possible for, you know, most artists to, uh, to grow through. Um, so, you know, when I looked at, you know, these artists that we're helping, you know, these artists have five to 10,000 fans on or followers on Instagram. And we're saying, okay, like, look, if you can get uh, a thousand of them to to buy something for fifty dollars a year. Like if you can get you know a thousand of your five twenty percent of your or ten percent to twenty percent of your IG followers to give you fifty dollars a year for your music, then you can do this full time, right? It's a much more clear line to being able to actually be an artist professionally. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it's the thousand truth fans fit theory that. Right. Uh, you know, people say that web two and just or web one, really the invention of the internet was supposed to sort of promise or bring that bring that theory to fruition where now you can connect with people easily over the internet and you can right. find a thousand truth fans, but the model was still really broken and you know that it doesn't work. You know, you can have right. you can have a million true fans that stream your music, but it's right. not garnering you any income. Right. Right. Um, so that's the issue right now with music is that you need you need to hit hit uh, you know scale initially as an independent artist. Uh, you know you need broad distribution. You need twenty million active listeners on Spotify. You know to 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 be able to do anything, uh, and that's what sort of breeds this whole promotional ecosystem that exists. Uh, and again, like the. The problem is, you know, the world's becoming more creative. It's easy to make music. It's easy to put out music. And so that that problem is not diminishing. It's only growing, right? Which is, you know, another reason why we think curation is so important. You know, you need, you know, you and I as music fans, we're missing a lot. You know, we're missing, you know, great art, great music on a daily basis just because we don't have the bandwidth to find it and dig through 50,000 songs. 50,000 songs a day is 97 years of music. Every day. It's a lot. That's a lot of I music. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of music. So you need, you know, you you need, and this is, and music is just representative of, of content media in general, but you need uh, people who are going to find the best music and present it to you. And that is, you know, the model that we think is, is only going to become more uh in need uh there's gonna be more demand for that um not only for artists but for you as a fan and as a consumer who don't want to miss out on the cool things um and you know the nice thing about nfts and this new space that we're entering on the internet is that to be in a position to know what's next uh and what's cool what's hot uh what you know what's what's going to be hot you know in mainstream in the future is a very valuable place to be because now you can invest in it so, you know, again, me putting my investing hat on again, like, you know, thinking about, you know, the cultural markets like a stock market, you know, you want to invest in Google or Amazon in, you know, 2003, 2004, not, you know, 2022. You want to invest in, you would have wanted to invest in Drake or Kit Cudi in 2006, 2007, when you may have known about them, you know, not today. 
um, as they are, you know, the the big megastars that they are. Um, and this is an opportunity that we all have now. And so, you know, through a mechanism like we are developing, we allow curators to timestamp their, you know, timestamp their fandom uh, in a way that doesn't require them to buy an NFT. They just can say, I like this person when, right? That's what our curation protocol is built to do. And we give them a mechanism to, to be able to monetize that, right? So that's the that's the model and that's uh you know the 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 basis behind the model yeah that's cool i think that you know relates to something you hear a lot in terms of specifically music and web3 or really just art in general that uh culture is already a financial market music is already a financial market it's just that the everyday consumer can't participate in it right. and web3 and nfts and all the technology is enabling the everyday consumer to invest in artists and participate in the financial market in a way that you could not do before. Right. So, right. so let's dive more into how float is doing that. Like, tell me more about this method of, you know, artists sharing their music or curators right. sharing their new finds and how, how are you helping them, you know, invest in music in that way? Sure. Sure. So, you know, we've, we've been developing um, a system for monetization that we're calling curate to earn. Um, if you know you're familiar with Web3, you know that play to earn has been a big topic for the last you know couple of years with Axiom Infinity and some other play to earn games that have developed afterwards. Um, and you know tokens and tokenomics really are a way to um, to reward con contribution. And uh, for us, you know the contribution that we really care about is sharing music. So you know curate to earn our model for. Uh, rewards is just based on sharing music. And through that, we allow, uh, you know, anyone to come to our site. All you need is an internet connection and a crypto wallet. You can pull music from anywhere across the internet that, you know, you like, that you're finding, share within this community as uh, other token holders uh, can, can see what music you're posting in our feed, upvote that through a mechanism that we call co-signing uh, that mu music. And when you get a cosign, you get tokens, you become a member of the DAO. So we are able to identify people who have great taste in music as voted on peer to peer. It's not up to me or one or two other people. It's, you know, there are now 90 people that have, you know, that have uh, profiles on our site, about 65 of whom have tokens and they're all voting, right? So um, again, this is a way we decentralize curation. This is a way we identify good curators. And then once you have tokens, you know, how do we make those valuable? Well, we make those redeemable for music. We make those redeemable for NFTs. We make those redeemable for limited edition merch, right? So you can think about Float as being uh, an experiment that, you know, is Web3, but kind of operates like Chuck E. Cheese. You know, you go to Chuck E. Cheese, you play a game, you get these tokens. Then you go to the gift shop and you can redeem them for cool things. And what makes those tickets valuable are the things that you can redeem them for, not how much they're valued on the open market or traded, right? You know, you take your tickets out of Chuck E. Cheese and they're valueless, right? Um, that's how we're we're positioning Float right now is to, you know, operate on a curate to earn model so that we can identify curators that uh, whose tastes we trust and like. Uh, they help us identify artists who we want to work with and in invest in. And then we help those artists bridge to Web3 and mint, you know, NFTs. Wow, that's really cool. Um, you know, curate to earn. I love that. You, you, I feel like at this point in Web3, you can hear, you know, any, anything to earn. You put any verb in front of that. And right. Someone's trying to do, someone's trying to listen right. to earn, run to earn. Um, yeah, yeah right. I know, curate to earn. That's That's really cool um so with the tokens that you're earning through this platform like how i guess it's pretty easy to set up you know a merch site using the tokens but how do you use them for like buying nfts like let's say i earn all these tokens and i there's this new artist's nft coming how can i convert float to you know purchase an nft yeah so we enable two things to happen on our site you know as a curator you can curate art from any you know music marketplace platform dsp um, and we also allow artists to submit files right so they submit files that if they are uh sort of co-signed the co-signer receives 
uh, an NFT of of that music, right? So the um, so the tokens that you earn through the curate to earn can be redeemed with uh, on files that artists upload for NFTs. So assume like you you know you submit your favorite uh, you know MIA track uh, into the site, uh, for lack of a better better example and you earn token uh and by you know by the time that you earn that token you are also you know on our marketplace looking for you know cool art that you know you want to you want to or artists that you want to support well you can you know take that token and uh and trade that in for nfts of artists that have submitted files so you may not get an mia you know nft but there are a lot of dope artists that are starting to submit to, to the site that uh, that you'd be able to redeem those that token for. The other thing that we're really excited to to start exploring is this idea of open sourcing music, right? So, you know, what does music look like beyond the restrictions of copyrights? Uh, music that you are that you know, especially essentially NFTs that are free to remix. Um, and we think that if you know you can create a culture around free to remix music then that is a pretty exciting way for you know you as a as a listener or fan to become a participant co-creator with artists right um and maybe you not you're not a you know a creator but you know you think that right is valuable and i think that could be the case in uh in a lot of in a lot of ways right where you say all right there's only five of these uh songs that are available that are free to remix uh, I might not be able to do much, you know, to them, but I think having the right to do this to this song is super valuable. If for other people who own those NFTs, make some crazy remix or, you know, put, uh, you know, put a, any type of UGC on, on the NFTs, whether it's, uh, fan art or visual, or, you know, maybe I know another artist and I, I pull in a collaboration of some sort that makes the entire collection more valuable, right? And so there's a reason why, uh, you know, you'd want to potentially own just the right to have uh, a way to benefit from the work that other collaborators and co-creators are, are, are doing. So, so that's how, I mean, that's a long-winded way of answering your question, but essentially we have, you know, curators submitting tracks that they like, we have artists submitting their own music. And as a curator, you're able to, you know, to exchange your uh your tokens that you're earning through curate to earn for music that the artists are are submitting to the site yeah that's really cool um so then what theoretically like let's say some curators are starting to push like this one artist who you know they're sending all his soundcloud links and they're all right. getting upvoted right you guys so you said that once you can identify artists like that you want to help them bridge right. into web3 so have you done right. that already how's that going yeah, so we have, uh, yeah, we've bridged probably 25 to 30 artists into Web3 over the history of Float. You know, this is, you know, starting in 20, April of 2021, we uh, minted our first NFT for an artist named Billy Rax, who's now going to sell, you know, maybe 200 plus thousand dollars in NFTs. Um, and, uh, and so we've gotten very nice at, you know, being able to convert artists. Uh, I think one of our one of our strong uh, capabilities that you know we've developed is the ability to um, clarify this opportunity for artists. Um, I'm pretty confident that you know put me in the room with almost you know anyone. Uh, I can really give them a clear understanding of what this opportunity means and how it benefits them, especially artists. So, uh, so what we are using the protocol really to do is to identify what artists the community rocks with, right? And then we have. The information we need to then go and approach those artists and say hey look here's what you know our community's saying you know they like you they want to support you um this there's a market for you here and you know we encourage them to to submit right through float uh which would yeah sort of close the loop on that early signal to then bring artists in that the community rocks with and you know if you really think about you know us as a as a more broad you know in a more broad way you know it's a it's a community curated media channel right you know the community is telling us what media they like and what you know what content they want to see and then it's up to us to use our network and expertise and connections 
to bring those artists into the DAO, right? In a way that, um, you know, we all benefit. So that's the model is, you know, we identify, then we, you know, bring the artists that we invest in them. And then collectively we help distribute, you know, that, that work and promote that work. That's cool. So, so the artists will come on and mint their first NFTs with float. And right. then most of their first sales are from the float community. Right. Um, and then I guess that's like, you know, some instant gratification in terms of like, oh yeah, there's something to this. These people want to support me. I made a little money. Right. Um, it's so an easy win for them. Right. And it's a, it's a layup. And I think, you know, what we've also realized is that once you get an artist to like, that's onboarding to us is getting the artist just to mint a token. Once they mint an NFT, then their eyes open up and it's, oh, this is what this is. Okay. This is not that hard. This is interesting. And they want to do, you know, they do it more Then they have more ideas. Then, you know, it's sort of, they, it sort of encourages them to start falling down the rabbit hole. Um, and it's a much better way for them to learn, as you know, than just reading about it or, you know, watching a million YouTube videos on it. You got to do it. You know, there's only one way to really learn in this space, especially now, since there's not any experts, right? Uh, and it's by being a practitioner and, and actually, you know, learning by doing. And so that's what we encourage. You know, we're encouraging, you know, curators to get involved in an easy way and lowering the bar for them to, to participate in this ecosystem. And we want to do the same thing for artists to make it easy. Like here is, here are people that like your music that are in this space. Here is Insta community for you. Um, here are people that have, you know, put their reputation on chain next to your song, right? On blockchain that's, you know, cannot be changed. Uh, and that's a very small step from uh, from doing that to, to buying someone's NFT. You know, essentially you're, you're doing that, right? And that's the same way we think about live events. Like if you have uh, fans showing up to your live event, it takes a lot in this day and age to get someone to put their phone down, to step away from the computer uh, or TV, you know, get dressed, you know, come out and see you perform live. Like if someone's willing to do that, then, you know, you should be able to harness that in a very specific way, which is why, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on our live events as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's 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 awesome, man. I love this model. It's so cool. It's like piecing together, I think, so many different aspects of like problems with the music industry and then also problems with Web3. Like I feel like, you know, artists and musicians are scared of it if they don't really know right. what's going on. And and right. like you said, you have to you have to do it to really get it and understand what the people who are in the space are about and how it all works and how it can actually help you. Um, I'm curious if like what what challenges you've come you've you know come upon in onboarding new artists to both your DAO or just Web3 in general and, and how you address those. Yeah, um, challenges. I think, you know, the biggest challenge right now that we face is is overcoming skepticism uh, around, you know, what this is. It's uncool to a bunch of artists. You know, many artists think that NFTs are nerdy, NFTs are not hip, NFTs are scam. You know, they they've just been given uh so many bad examples of how they've been used that they don't trust the, you know, they don't trust them. And uh so that I think that's a big thing we we need to overcome right now is just the sentiment around crypto and NFTs and, you know, what they can do and and how they can be used in the best way, I think. For people who really understand the technology and understand what the potential is, uh, they see you know all the benefits of community building, being able to identify your early fans and customers and your highest expectation fans, right, and customers, and being able to develop them. Um, but you know, a, a, an artist really, at the end of the day, wants to know two things: like, how does this uh, get me money, and how does this get me more notoriety, right? Like, you know, really artists want capital and distribution and so how do how do how does this space help with those two things so that's really what we focus on uh and try to you know not talk about nfts even and, and use you know some of these technical terms and really talk about like the benefits and what you know what the opportunity is to find a customer base and develop a customer base for your music um and you know the more we can 
sort of talk in those terms, the the better we do. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, in terms of onboarding, I think that's definitely the right approach. It's like you're not talking about NFTs and which blockchain you're on. It's like right. this is a digital collectible, and people can support you. Like, right. It's it's about highlighting the benefits, and once people understand that, you know, they're more willing to participate. Right. Um, so has that been sort of you know this whole curate to earn and onboarding artists? Is that how float? has been since the beginning has it changed much since you guys started last year so initially we no, we've always been focused on curation we've always you know we we've always been trying to figure out really how to um how to design a a, a tcr uh if you know what a tcr tcr is a tokenized curated registry it's the so the you know when rodolfo and i connected a, a, around blockchain he then sent me like a three hour presentation on token engineering that was all about bonding curves and tokens. Like he just went straight in on me. Uh, and then the second thing he sent me was uh, a bunch of, or a bunch of links about uh, tokenized curated registries or TCRs. And a TCR is just a, a list. It's a tokenized list that um, is, uh, is owned by a community that's curating that list, right? The more high quality the list is, the more people want to be on the list. The more high quality the list is, the more people want to consume the list. So think about a list of the best restaurants in DC. If that list is shitty, like you don't ever want to read it and no restaurants want to be a part of it. If it's a great list, then, you know, the opposite happens. Uh, you know, think about that for music. And it's not a very far stretch to, you know, go from TCR to playlist. And if playlist is high quality, artists want to be on it, people want to consume it. If not, then neither of those things happen. So, you know, you can tokenize a, a playlist in a way that uh, the more high quality it is, the more the curators of that playlist benefit because they're serving both sides of artist and consumer, right? So that's always been the focus of Float is, okay, how do we design one of these for music? People were trying to design TCRs for a lot of other things and they were trying to, they were getting tripped up on how the incentives work uh, and none had, had ever been successfully created as far as I know. Um, so we started really thinking about this for music where the incentives are a little different in music and curation is, um, or sharing music is something that, you know, people just do naturally without any economic incentive, right? And so in music, they they work in a, in a different way um, that, you know, you wouldn't really expect if you weren't looking at the music use case. So that's always been the case. We've always thought that you know curation built would build the platform that served to benefit the artist the best and the fan of music the best. Uh, and we've always been yeah focused on how do we deliver this in a way that people can understand. So you'll you know you'll never hear me say TCR you know in in, in to an artist or you know it's not on any site or on our Notion or in any documentation. But underpinning, you know, what we are building is that, right? Is this this model that um, is focused on curation and and serves the music industry in this way? Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. I th I think the the restaurant example really uh, clarifies what that means. Um, you know, yeah, if it's a good list, people love going to those restaurants, and restaurants want to get on the list. And right, the way that that I think applies to a playlist or like a curation platform like yours i think is pretty pretty easy to understand um do you guys do some i know you do like a like daily song of the day and you have some playlists is that how does right. that factor into the whole the whole model yeah so right now we're experimenting with um with with that uh we do have a playlist right now if you know as an artist come you know think about our model this way like you know we we have this curation protocol as the foundation of our media business, our music media business. Um, and uh, the things that we distribute off are all coming from the community, right? So you will never see something that gets posted on our Twitter that doesn't first come into the site and get upvoted on the site, right? You'll never see something on our Instagram that doesn't first come to the site and get upvoted on the site. You'll never see something now on our playlist on Spotify called Secret Radio that doesn't first come into the site and get upvoted. So as thing, as music performs better in our community it gets distributed out of our community right so it's a merit-based system 
there's no, you know, these are my picks or these are your picks or these are, th they're all the community picks. Yeah. And it's about the community's view and the community's perspective and what songs are performing best as voted on by the community. And, and those are, you know, what we distribute off. And the more high quality they are, the more artists want to submit to Float, right? Uh, and then there's all kinds of monetization opportunities, you know, that we can think about. You know, ultimately think about uh, Netflix that operates this way, right? That could be where we head, right? Where instead of, uh, you know, Netflix is a curated, you know, content engine that has a membership, right? You know, you're not going to pay, you're not going to pay your subscription fee to Netflix if the content on there is shitty. Yeah, that's why that's why not as many people pay for like Amazon Video or some shit like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you can think about us moving towards that model where, okay, now we have content that people want to consume. Um, can we put a paywall up and say, okay, this is a membership, this is a, sub a subscription model. That subscription, those fees, go in and feed the curators and the the you know the artists that are making and curating the content. Um, and I think then, you know, you can start to see how this model evolves over time into something that you're more familiar with sort of on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, definitely. I guess it's, you know, it's, it's hard to figure out how to truly monetize a system like that, that, right. you know, translates to fiat dollars. It's easy enough to come up with right. a token and, and, yeah. uh, you know, create this DAO structure around it. Right. But really, yeah. really what the token does is just, it gives us an accounting mechanism to, to show who's contributing, right? Uh -huh. um, and, you know, once we, you know, know that Jake has earned 5% of the token, then, uh, then we, you know, through the revenue, we know how to direct it, right? And who to direct it to. So it's, it's a, you know, I would almost think of it as a contribution points, uh, you know, for, for lack of a better term. Again, like these tokens aren't liquid. We don't, you know, expect them to be liquid. We're not going to make them liquid. You might make them liquid by listing them on exchange somewhere. But you know, for us, they're a way for us to track contribution and engagement. And the people that are contributing and engaging the most with our platform as a, you know, curator artist, helping us, you know, create content. Um, then when we put that paywall up, we know who to direct the profits to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so as far as the DAO structure goes, I mean, how, how do you guys think about the term DAO, like in terms of decentralized decision-making, what decisions right. you can see on chain? How do you, how do you think about all that? <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, so the DAO structure, um, we, we, you know, there's, there's a couple parts to this, right? There's the decentralized part, which is, you know, anyone can contribute, anyone can earn token. There's no one, there's no, you know, you don't need to apply to, to me or to float. To contribute you can do that and start earning tokens for yeah you just need to send good music in and people need to like exactly it. so that's you know that helps to start to decentralize um the ownership right you know based on a merit-based contribution and then you you know think about the autonomous nature of it right and this is where yeah what does the proposal process look like how does the treasury get allocated how do the how does the community start to be able to direct the product uh, in a way that is out of my or anyone else's hands. And there's a couple of mechanisms that, you know, we're thinking about to do that. Um, but the, 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 I think the autonomous part of this is, is what's going to take probably some time, right? Because you want to initially um, have a solid foundation of values, right? It's almost like, like, um, you know, creating a, a rules-based system that once these rules are set in play, then you just let it go and you rely on the fact that, you know, everyone's going to abide by the values and the rules that are in place and whatever is created out of it is, is, is created. Like if, if the foundation's set in the right way, then it's going to be directionally okay. Right. And, uh, and I think that's, that's, that takes a little bit more time because you need to really educate and build culture around the, you know, the, the community in order to um, be able to, you know, really make it autonomous. Um, right now we are providing that direction and that structure, but at some point we step back and let it go and we say, okay, proposals as an example, 
have to have these things like does the proposal bring value to the brand does the proposal um uh create content that is in line with you know our guidelines as a community does the proposal deliver value back to the community in some other way are the are we building tools that make it easier to curate are we building tools that make it easier for artists to mint or understand you know how to mint uh are we building product that you know helps uh you know curators in, in a certain way you know those are if those are the you know the the rules then you can say okay we can step back and when proposals are submitted if they fit within these guidelines then they're more likely to you know get passed if not then no and i think that's how you let then you know it becomes a, a creative uh engine that anyone can participate in any idea that you have as long as it fits within these guidelines you know works and, and has a chance to get funded and then it's autonomous right then it's sort of steering itself but you have to start with a solid value baseline and foundation yeah yeah totally uh slow governance that's that's a term i've heard yeah. from uh water and music i think i read the uh they they put out so much great so much great yeah. research and content I, I plug them a lot on this on this show um, great. but it's because everything they you know i've learned a lot from them and, and slow governance i think is one of the things that they noticed yeah. in terms of music DAOs specifically right where you know, a you know, a DAO is a great idea and it sends, I think, a lot of good social signals in terms of decentralization and less gatekeeping and you know, right. community contribution. And, you know, music DAOs have seemingly all been focusing more on community contribution and building a culture of shared values and you know, creating a structure, not that, you know, not a structure on chain, but a structure of like this is how this community operates. And once right. you have that really set in stone then you can put the rules on top of it if you put the rules on top of it before you can really understand what the community is about then you know people are going to leave the community or it's going to be harder right. to recruit new members or you're going to lose you know the core values that really got you started in the first place right right and really the only decision that we want people to make right now right and this is you know sort of dow 101 for newcomers to web3 is is this music good or not right that's that's the most critical decision that we need to make like but we don't get to make any other decisions if we can't make that one really well and efficiently right so we try to keep things very simple uh and you know over time we can start to introduce you know other forms of governance that um you know really direct you know away from the music there's sort of operational items that um you know we start to decentralize into the community through this proposal process yeah totally is this music good or not i mean it's a pretty pretty broad question have you noticed people in the community focusing more on specific types of genres or like how has you know is this music good or not means a lot of you know has a lot of different answers to a lot of different people right. so i'm curious right. how the you know what kind of music is getting shared in in flow yeah i mean it's 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 naturally like very hip-hop r&b now like starting to you know go into like sort of house direction um a little bit more electronic so you know the the you know the curators for setting the tone right um and all we could really do is is curate the curators at the beginning and say okay here here are the seed you know community members here are the seed decision makers whose taste we trust uh and then let's see how how it grows from there um and um yeah i think if you looked at the the submissions you know a lot of it is um you know my my personal bias is towards like black alternative music or you know sort of house inspired uh dance music is is sort of my lane um and then we have others who are very into drill music or others are very into like you know boom bap hip-hop others who are into you know other things and so we're trying to broaden that out well i'd like to um but i also think it's cool to be very specific too because ultimately what i think will be super powerful and will be powerful is when there's a thousand DAOs following the same model and all being very uh niche in terms of the genre right like you know if float is we're not trying to be spotify we do not want to be everything to everyone i think we need to be something very specific uh in order to do it really well um and i think that you know ideally we are just showcasing a model that others can replicate you know we want to open source all this stuff so that anyone else can spin up a 
a float DAO or float like DAO very easily with, you know, 10, 20, 50 people and, you know, operate in the same way. And just, you know, we can educate each other. Maybe there's, maybe your DAO is focused on, you know, indie garage, like disco or something. Right. <laughs> you know, like bet. Okay, cool. Like that's stuff that would never pop on my radar. And I want to learn from some people who are like deep into that scene. Um, that is how I, I could see this evolving over time. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I mean, I think that's an awesome vision where, you know, every genre or subgenre, you know, because because genre and and subgenre really brings people together. Like when you meet people that like the same niche right. type of music as you, it's right. an instant connection. Like it's right. an, and, and you meet people at shows all the time. And I think that's, you know, it's a cool way to meet people who, you know, right just again music brings people together in that way music connects us yeah right. music connects us and and i think that is a really cool vision for every you know genre of music to have that community building aspect of curation and bringing new artists in and supporting them and right. you know it just it just ties into all of the you know the whole ethos of the space of of the web3 space the music space how they're interacting right. um you know, this is, right. this is really interesting, man. I, I love what you guys are doing. This is awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I, you know, I, 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 I look forward to the time when like, yeah, maybe there's like a very niche genre that again, connects people. And, and that is the DAO that's built around that, that musical connection, but the DAO does something completely different, right? Like maybe it's just, you know, the music is what, you know, brings us all to this same, you know, website or community or into the same room. But then we, we say, oh, like we have these other interests in common and we can do these other things together. Right. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for that where, you know, music doesn't have to be the sort of the business. Right. It could just be the thing that, you know, we all like and we all want to share and we all want to you know, sort of benefit. we have the best, you know, type of this playlist. Great. And we're creating media around that or whatever. But, you know, maybe our our DAO or this community or you know this group of friends is actually doing now doing something completely different maybe unrelated to music but you know it's this it's this common tie that you know really aligns us yeah sure why not i mean it's all about i think like one of my favorite things about web3 and then it ties into music a lot is just using the technology as a way to bring people together for in real life connections and you know doing other things other than just chatting each other chatting with right. each other on discord right Right, 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 um, and yeah, right. there's, you know, there's a lot of potential for what you guys are doing, what, you know, what this technology can do to, you know, to do exactly that, which I, which I think is really cool. As far as float goes, how does your community interact? I mean, people can, you know, so the core model is people are curating, they're sending in songs, you're voting on the songs, you're creating right. NFTs and onboarding artists. But besides that, like, are people hanging out in the discord a lot? I know you do some events. How does the, yeah, you know, what's so the we community have a... aspect? we we're trying to keep a lot of the conversation on the site so we've added comments and things like that to you know create interaction there and then we have a telegram actually that we use even more than discord um for that interaction and then ideally you know over time what we want to start doing is really creating like local you know local connections so showcasing where the curators are obviously we have a big dc presence we have a lot a lot of people in new york we have, uh, you know, a few people in LA and like then some sp splattered around Europe and you know, as far as like Sri Lanka. Um, ideally, you start to see like some cohorts start to, to, to sort of, you know, start to, to form in bubbles. And we can start doing local events in those places to really facilitate IRL connection because that's what really builds community, I think, more than, you know, a Discord, more than, uh, you know, the Telegram. It's seeing people face to face, saying what's up, you know, being able to, you know, really, really meet and connect. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's the vision is that we start to really map out where people are and hold, uh, you know, events locally for, for them. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's awesome. So how, how do you figure out where people are? Yeah. So when people create a profile, they tell us okay. uh, it's, it's a part of the, the profile setup. You just put your. You know, you can stay anonymous if you want. You could not, you know, put in your location, but we just ask for, we ask for a city. And then uh, that gives us, yeah, the, you know, the, the, the information we need. Yeah, that's cool. Um, 
you know, as we're sort of wrapping up on on time here, I'm wondering if there's uh, anything that we haven't touched on in terms of float or stuff you got going on that that you want to plug before we, you know, before we really wrap up here. Yeah, no, I think uh, I would just invite anyone to yeah share music with us, um, help us, you know, prove out this model. If if uh, if you're a fan of new music, if you like to learn from you know others who are you know fans of great new music, then yeah, float that XYZ is a great place to visit and uh, and see what's what's happening. So I would invite and encourage anyone to to share music there. Again, all you need is an internet connection and uh, and a crypto wallet. And uh, you can participate and start earning some tokens and join the DAO and join the conversation. Help us create this movement. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I know I'll definitely start participating now that awesome. I really see what it's about and I get the model. And, um, you know, I really resonate with everything you've been saying. I, th I think it's really cool how you've built out this, you know, curate to earn and, you know, community onboarding strategy. I love it. I, I think it's I. I Oh, another question I thought of earlier was, you know, you want to see people imitate this and use it for other genres or other communities. Have you seen anyone doing that so far? And how do you think you can help people do that? Yeah, not yet. I think we're still early and we still need to we still need to, you know, hammer out the the details around this and before we open source it. But um, I think the the way I see it happening is, you know, more people coming in and spinning out. Right. And doing their own version of this right that's what i would love to see i would love to see uj come in and say oh this is cool learn all about it and then spin one up yourself right and 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 build one uh and that's how i think um it would make most sense to me that you know the the roadmap would 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 look and and evolve uh-huh yeah that makes sense all right well let's hope i do it man i'm, I'm excited to get involved um, cool 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 I, th I think this has been a really really great conversation i mean I, I i love learning about float i'm excited to get involved i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me um and you know good luck with everything i think this thank is really you, cool what you guys are doing appreciate it appreciate it um and thanks for having me on yeah great to great, great to connect hopefully i'll see you in these streets i mean we're yeah uh, we're super close so yeah we'll we'll make that happen sooner than later yeah for sure all right i'll see you around aj thanks yeah. again peace peace all right thank you for listening make sure you check the links in the show notes to find and support aj and float if you enjoyed this podcast you can follow us on social media at the web3 music pod on all platforms to keep up with new episodes and announcements and tune in next week to hear a conversation with Bazooka Zach, an independent artist who is the first and maybe the only live performance musician slash producer on the blockchain.